Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. On that note, if you want to donate, if you donate $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and From John to Justin, and on social media. If you donate $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by you with your name at the start. It's also stated it's sponsored by you on social media. If you donate $20, you get everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you and promotion of something you're working on. And if you donate $50, you get everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. You can also donate at buymeacupofcoffee slash craigu, and all of these links will be in my show notes. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok, where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to Bairdo37. And if you like, you can find weekly videos about Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. You can also find transcripts of every episode I've ever done on my website. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. I would like to thank Brock Crocker, who sponsored this episode and requested an episode on Maxime Bernier. Maxime Bernier is one of the most well-known politicians in Canada today, and while he is currently the leader of the People's Party, his parliamentary career actually dates back to 2006. Today, in this sponsored episode, I'm looking at the life and career of Bernier. Born on January 18, 1963 in Quebec to Doris and Giles Bernier, as the second oldest child, Bernier was born into a prominent Quebec family. His father was not only a well-known radio host, but also represented his riding in the House of Commons as a progressive conservative and then as an independent from 1984 to 1997. As a young man, Bernier would play football with his local team and found some success in Montreal. Bernier then attended the Université de Québec à Montréal and earned a Bachelor of Commerce, followed by a law degree from the University of Ottawa. In 1990, Bernier was called to the Quebec Bar, and for nearly two decades after this point, Bernier had various positions with organizations related to law, banking, and financing. He would work as the branch manager of National Bank at the Securities Commission of Quebec office and as the vice president of corporate affairs and communications for Standard Life of Canada. Bernier would appear in the newspaper for the first time when his father described him as, quote, one of the best researchers on Parliament Hill. Everybody wanted to hire him, end quote. Overall, throughout the 1990s, Bernier would be little known in Quebec, only actually appearing in the newspaper a few times. In August 1996, he was working as an aide to Bernard Landry, the finance minister for Quebec and future premier of the province. While serving as his aide, he would help to find accounting irregularities and statements provided by a Montreal city councillor. In 1999, he would be part of the Landry Commission, which proposed stock market realignment. In 2005, Bernie became the Conservative candidate for his riding, the same one his father had held. By this point, he was the director of the Montreal Economic Institute. Conservative leader Stephen Harper had actually asked Bernier's father to re-enter politics, but he suggested that his son should do so instead. Harper would introduce Bernier as part of, quote, a new generation of Quebec conservatives, end quote. 
Many saw Bernier as a stark candidate for the Conservatives in Quebec. He would speak about the question of Quebec sovereignty by stating, quote, Why is sovereignty so popular? Because we have the fiscal imbalance. It is very simple and it is the main thing. If you solve that in Quebec, I'm sure the sovereigntist movement, the Parti Quebecois and the Bloc Quebecois, won't be as popular, end quote. In the 2006 election, Bernier won 67% of his riding, the largest majority any conservative politician received in the election outside of Alberta. As a new and high-profile MP with the conservative government now in power, Bernier quickly began to rise in the party. On February 6, 2006, he was appointed as a Minister of Industry. In that position, he would begin reforming the telecommunications industry, His efforts to deregulate the telecommunications industry would earn him praise from some sectors, including Professor Richard Schultz of McGill University, who called him the best industry minister in the last three decades. On August 14, 2007, Bernier was appointed to the Minister of Foreign Affairs. In that position, several dignitaries he met would compliment him on his personality and charm. In fact, the Hill Times would choose Bernier as the best-looking man in the House of Commons that year. When Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister Maxime Bernier met with his Israeli counterpart in Jerusalem today, Bernier told Zipi Livni that Canada wants to see the Jewish state living in peace and security with its neighbours. Later, he visited the Hall of Remembrance, paying solemn tribute to the victims of the Holocaust. Bernier met with Palestinian leaders in the West Bank yesterday. But there would be some hiccups. In May 2008, it was revealed that Bernier had accidentally left a confidential briefing book at the home of his girlfriend in April. NDP leader Jack Layden would call for the resignation of Bernier. Prime Minister Harper defended Bernier over the matter, at least initially, but in the end he accepted his resignation on May 26, 2008. Harper would state, quote, It is only this error, and it's a very serious error for any minister. The minister immediately recognized the gravity of that error. This is about one thing, and that is the failure to uphold expected standards on government documents. End quote. I, uh, this afternoon, I uh, received and I accepted Minister Bernier's resignation from the cab. Uh, Minister Bernier has learned and informed me that he left uh, classified government documents in a non-secure location. This is a serious error. The minister has accepted his responsibilities in offering to resign. Prime Minister, um, he's admitted to, to saying that, uh, that the documents were in a non-secure location, but surely there are other issues at play here with Madame Couillat going on TA this evening and the allegations that she was involved with organized crime and bidding on government contracts for airport security. I mean, was that what really uh, was the final drop? No, the, this is about one thing, and that is a failure Uh, to uphold uh, expected standards on government documents. It is a very serious mistake, regardless of who the minister is, uh, regardless of personal life, to leave uh, classified documents in an unsecure location. Will the government confirm that the documents that lay around Julie Couillard's room for five weeks were classified briefing notes relating to the Bucharest summit and our mission in Afghanistan? Will the government then explain why it took them five weeks to realize the documents were missing? And finally, will the government explain how the Prime Minister, who's now in Paris, is going to explain to President Sarkozy of France that Canada can still be trusted with confidential information? There were a number of questions included there that uh, 35 seconds don't give me time to answer. However, I will say that in terms of the documents, 
Well, if they want to hear the answer, they can listen to it. If they don't want to hear the answer, they can keep talking, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, this is the conduct that has left the reputation of this government in tatters. As for the content of the documents, I think we're all aware now that those were a mix of publicly available documents as well as some classified uh, documents. Uh, they were all, of course, uh, in preparation for the uh, NATO summit in Bucharest. Uh, I hear again, they don't want to hear the answer, but I'm not surprised. Uh, I will not, however, discuss classified documents in the House. For Bernier, this incident would cause him to rethink his career in politics, but in the end he chose to remain in the House of Commons. He would start a policy for himself of not taking government information out of his parliamentary office in the future. He would also take time away from the public spotlight, choosing to focus on his constituency and learning more about the economic crisis of the Great Recession that was impacting the economies of the world. This would lead to him speaking throughout Canada, including in the West. He would tell one crowd that the best course of action was to freeze the size of the government, stating, quote, I'm not saying zero growth adjusted for inflation and population or GDP increase, just zero growth, end quote. A week after the 2008 election, Bernier's ex-girlfriend released a book that detailed the opinions of Bernier, including his criticism over Canada not joining the Iraq War. The book sold very well, reaching the bestseller list on both the English and French charts. In 2009, Bernier started a blog and spent a great deal of time traveling around Canada to discuss the political issues of the day. His speeches were often highly critical of the NDP. On May 18, 2011, almost three years since he had last held a cabinet post, Bernier was appointed the Minister of State. While it was a cabinet position, Bernier apparently was unhappy being in a minor department, but he accepted the role in order to start a return to more prominent cabinet positions. In this position, he would lead the Red Tape Reduction Commission, which created a rule that every regulation added must have another one cut. After the 2015 election, which was won by the Liberals under Justin Trudeau, Bernier found himself in the opposition for the first time. On November 20, 2015, he was appointed by Conservative leader Rona Ambrose as the critic for economic development and innovation. In March 2016, he would introduce a motion to government requiring the Bombardier executives to explain to an industry committee the reasoning for the federal government bailout to the company. Bernier argued that the company should conduct a restructuring rather than looking for public funds. This motion would be blocked by the Liberals. On April 7, 2016, he resigned from his position to run for the leadership of the Conservative Party, becoming one of the first politicians to announce their intention to run for leadership. At the time, to run for leader, an individual needed to have signed up more than 300 members across 30 ridings in seven provinces. Bernier would state that he was running to promote his views and ideas on freedom, responsibility, fairness, and respect. Quebec Conservative MP Maxime Bernier is going to file his nomination papers tomorrow. He's pushing a message of small government and is calling for what he calls an end to corporate welfare. But will that message resonate with Conservative supporters? Is he the right person to take on Justin Trudeau in the next election? Got to think about those things. Joining me now, Conservative leadership hopeful, Quebec MP, former Cabinet Minister Maxime Bernier. Good to see you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being here. Let's start with the obvious question. Why do you want this job? First of all, because I believe in individual freedom and personal responsibility, and I think that we must have more freedom in Canada, less government. 
uh, we must go back to our core values as conservative, and I'm ready to do that. And also, uh, I had a discussion with a lot of our members across the country the last couple of weeks, and also a lot of our uh, uh, members of parliament, my, my friends, and uh, I've seen an enthusiast for, for me being a candidate, and I'm ready for that. Uh, I have uh, the platform ready. Mm. Uh, yes, I want to speak about uh, corporate welfare, but a lot of other subjects. Uh, and I'm looking forward for having a debate with uh, the other candidates and also discussion with the members. Sure. He would hold his kickoff event at a packed stadium in his home riding. In his speech, he promised to lower taxes and make efforts to pay down the debt. Quickly, Bernier broke from his fellow Conservatives over policy positions on supply management, which is the agricultural system in Canada, which is a form of insurance for farmers. Bernier said the system could not be reconciled with free market principles. Bernier was also one of the few leadership candidates in the party to march in the Toronto Pride Parade. It was also during this leadership campaign that he came to Regina, and I did an interview with him at the Italian sandwich shop while I was working for the Regina Leader Post. As a side note, the Italian star deli in Regina has probably the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life, and this was the first time I ever tried one. In that interview with me, he would state, quote, The goal for me is to have limited government and a government that respects taxpayers. I think we have a bright future. Four years from now, we will have a greater opportunity. We need to be strong and honest about what we believe, and that will be my goal. We have to go back to what we believe in, and we can be successful. I think we should go back to our core conservative values. I think we need a leader who will understand our values and a leader who won't be afraid to have the courage of his convictions. End quote. In the leadership race, Bernier was able to get the support of seven MPs, 11 senators, 15 provincial politicians, and seven municipal politicians, as well as 15 former MPs and a large group of prominent Canadians, including Kevin O'Leary, who had dropped out of the race early on. The Ottawa citizen would write, quote, A minor cabinet minister in the last Harper government with an unfortunate reputation acquired in the first, he seemed an unlikely candidacy at the outset. That he is now the presumed favourite is a result of a patient, disciplined campaign built around a series of bold policy thrusts, all of an unambiguously pro-consumer, free-market caste. Quote. Throughout the leadership race, Bernier received high levels of support. The leadership election would be one of the longest and closest in Canadian history. From the first ballot to the twelfth ballot, Bernier placed first. But as each round went on, more delegates from the eliminated candidates put their support behind Andrew Scheer. From round 1 to round 12, Bernier's points went from 9,763 to 13,647. In contrast, Scheer's went from 7,375 to 12,965 in the same amount of time. In round 13, Aaron O'Toole dropped out and he put his support behind Andrew Scheer. The move resulted in Scheer going from 12,965 points in round 12 to 17,222 points in round 13. This put him ahead of Bernier, who had 16,577. Scheer won the election with 50.95% of the vote. Upon winning, Scheer would commend Bernier, thanking him for his bold campaign. And the next leader of the Conservative Party of Canada with 51% of the vote. The prochain chef, Andrew Scheer. Maxime Bernier had led throughout the previous 12 ballots. 
the longtime Saskatchewan MP is vowing to unite the party and bring change to Ottawa. The next Conservative government will always be looking for new ways to make life more affordable by cutting your taxes, making it easier for the private sector to create jobs. We will end the Liberal policies that make it harder to start new businesses, make life more expensive for families, and that punish hard work and success. I'm here to tell you that the pain and hardship that the Trudeau Liberals are causing Canadians is just temporary. There is hope because Conservatives are united. After the election, apparent voter irregularities were found, with more votes being cast than there were actually voters. Ballots were apparently also destroyed without the certification of an accounting firm. This would leave Bernier angry over the result, which saw him lose the election at the finish line. It would later be found that a contingent of dairy farmers had temporarily joined the party to vote against Bernier and his anti-supply management plan. This somewhat allowed the vote to tip towards Scheer. On August 31, 2017, Bernier was made the critic for Innovation, Science and Economic Development Canada. In April 2018, Bernier released a chapter of his book, Doing Politics Differently, My Vision for Canada. The chapter explained why he made the abolition of the supply management system as a main issue for his campaign. The chapter also called the Quebec dairy farmer lobby fake conservatives. Many saw this as an attack on Scheer, who was supported by the farmer lobby. Bernier, in deference to the party, postponed the publication of his book. On June 12, 2018, Scheer dismissed Bernier from the official opposition shadow cabinet, stating that he broke with his pledge after he posted a chapter of his book on his website on June 5. Bernier denied he broke the pledge, stating that he published excerpts that had already been published on the publisher's website. On June 15, Bernier stated in an interview that it was his stance on supply management, not the posting of the chapter, that was behind his removal. Beginning in August 2018, Bernier began to make Twitter posts that criticized Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his comments about diversity as strength. The tweets were seen as divisive with people both supporting and criticizing him over his comments on multiculturalism. Scheer would state that Bernier was speaking for himself as some called for Bernier to be removed from caucus. During question period, Bernier was asked about the tweets and he stated, quote, Instead of always promoting the diversity of our country, why not promote what unites us? That's the most important. End quote. On August 23, 2018, Bernier announced that he was leaving the Conservative Party and would be founding a new party. He would state the Conservative Party was, quote, too intellectually and morally corrupt to be reformed. End quote. Former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney would criticize Bernier for departing, stating the formation of a new party would split the vote and hand the 2019 election to the Liberals. Stephen Harper would state that Bernie was a sore loser. Others would praise Bernie for leaving the party. On September 14, 2018, Bernier formed the People's Party of Canada. He announced the party would advocate for smart populism based on the principles of freedom, fairness, and respect. The party would be described as libertarian. We are building a party based on a program. You like it, you're welcome. You don't like it. Don't waste your time in our party. The party will have candidates in every riding in Canada, uh, from coast to coast to coast. So uh, that's that's the challenge that we have right now. So right now we have a lot of supporters. You know, after I resigned, we received 5,000 emails, people asking to be a volunteer, people wanted to be candidates, people wanted to help to build this party. So we have to 
to do the work and will do it. I didn't call any of my former colleagues to ask them to come with me and respect their decision. And uh, you know, I had only six MPs who supported me during my leadership. So I was, uh, I was not surprised that I didn't have any uh, support from MPs. Uh, but I have a lot of support from the grassroots, and that's, that's the most important. In the 2019 election, Bernier called for steep cuts to immigration and criticized multiculturalism. He also opposed reductions in federal income tax, called for a reduced federal role in health care, and the replacement of the Indian Act and Canada Health Transfer. He also stated he would withdraw Canada from the Paris Agreement on Carbon Emissions. In the October 2019 election, Bernier lost 20% of his vote from 2015, losing to its Conservative opponent by 10%. As for his party, it picked up 1.6% of the popular vote in the election. I want to congratulate the new MP for Bose. My heart goes out to our 315 candidates across the country. They, they showed extraordinary courage and passion in defending our principles and policies. They did it despite nasty and shameless attacks from our opponents. They made huge personal sacrifice to offer voters a principal alternative different from that of all the other parties. But what they did was not in vain. What we managed to accomplish in only one year is spectacular. After the resignation of Scheer as leader of the Conservatives in December 2019, Bernie announced he had no interest in returning to the party. On October 26, 2020, he ran in a by-election in New York Centre, but finished fourth with 3.56% of the vote. As the COVID-19 pandemic began, Bernier began to criticize public health measures and took part in several anti-lockdown protests. This included a protest in Peterborough on April 24, 2021, where he was ticketed for violating the Reopening Ontario Act. He had been told the day before by the mayor not to come to the community. On May 2nd, he attended a protest that shut down the mass vaccination clinic at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. In Regina, on May 8th, he received a $2,800 ticket. On June 11th, at a protest in Manitoba, he was arrested after attending a rally against COVID-19 restrictions, which was a violation of health restrictions in the province. He would then return to Montreal the next day. Maxime Bernier's whirlwind tour of Manitoba has wrapped up. The leader of the People's Party of Canada visited a handful of communities starting on Monday. The final stop, Portage La Prairie on Tuesday night. Supporters of the PPC leader cheered at multiple points when he rallied against vaccine mandates and passports and attempted to draw parallels between his opponents. Aaron O'Toole right now is like Justin Trudeau on the lot of important issues. We are not against people and against the vaccine or against masks. We are for freedom. In June, Bernier was arrested and charged for failing to isolate after arriving in the province. The PPC leader isn't vaccinated against COVID-19 and defied provincial health orders again, not quarantining upon entering Manitoba. 
Bernier's tour ended without being arrested or fined, despite violating orders for the second time in recent months. I'm just saying that I'm at risk, and I was at risk all day long, and I'm very pleased that I was able to do these rallies. <laughs> we are the, the only real conservative party in this country right now, and if they want to be sure to have a chance, we need to have that conservative voice in Ottawa. Marjorie Dow House, CBC News, Winnipeg. In the 2021 election, he would run in his original riding, but lost again to his conservative opponent. He had spent most of his time campaigning in Western Canada, and it was there that his party siphoned off support from the Conservatives, possibly causing the party to lose a few key seats. The party had also run on the campaign of common-sense policies that put Canadians first. And while he did not win his seat, the party itself would actually increase its share of the popular vote by over 3%. My friends, today we made history. Canadian politics will never be the same again. When we started, when we started this campaign five weeks ago, everybody thought we would only be a footnote. At the beginning, the media did not even cover us. And then they had to start paying attention. Yes, they have to start paying attention because thousands of Canadians were coming to our rallies all across the country. Everywhere we looked, you could see purple, a purple wave, a sea of purple. I hope you enjoyed that episode on Maxime Bernier. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Wendy Mills, Keelan Pregnitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Maclean's, Edmonton Journal, Wikipedia, Montreal Gazette, Regional Leader Post, Calgary Herald, Ottawa Citizen, Kingston Week Standard, National Post, and the Windsor Star. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.